Discord. Bandits land. Welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast. We've made it all the way. I don't know what episode this is, um, but it's the last episode of our countdown of the top five best and top five worst sophomore albums of the 90s. We've finally got here. Um, I'm currently looking up what episode. This is the kind of thing that, again, like I have managed to press record. We are officially recording. This is episode 13 of this season. So there you go. Lucky number 13. That kind of went fast. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Um, The plan right now is to just keep it rolling. Um, I've Sam and I have talked through emails, but not really in person about what's going to happen next. I have Mm -hmm. some ideas. I think you have some ideas. Oh, yeah. But just going to keep rolling. Uh, But this is the big... Probably anticlimactic uh, announcement of what we dubbed the best 90s sophomore album. The only way this is a surprise to anyone is if you're not aware that this is the band's second album. Am I right? right? Yeah. So I'm giving it away with this t-shirt. The best sophomore album of the 90s is Nirvana's Nevermind. I don't mean to be so so much of a downer, but it's like... Anyone who knew that that was their second album knew that it had this had to be it, mm. right? Um, oh, you know what? Let's go back. We just announced it, but let's go back and do some housekeeping because that's the thing we're supposed to do. We got it, but the start of the episode has to be this. I'm Mike. This is Sam. Yo, yo. Um, this is the Wet Bandits podcast. Wet Bandits are a '90s cover band from Columbus, Ohio. Don't forget when you're listening to this podcast. Well, I don't do it while you're listening. Do it before or after. Rate, review, subscribe. That's the new theme. Rate, review, subscribe, comment. It helps other people find us. And I thought it would be fun to make sure people are doing their homework and look at some reviews. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we are. iTunes is where we're most downloaded. Like roughly Uh 40% of our downloads come from iTunes. Currently, none of you are doing your homework. We have one <laughs> review. Title of this review is Where's Josh? It says, Mike and Sam are super great, and this is the best podcast in the world. I just wish their lead singer, Josh, was on more often. Five stars. I wrote that review. <laughs> <laughs> one review written by me. Um, so, yeah, get on there already. Don't do it unless you're going to give five stars. You can write, you can really come at us hard, like really insulting. You can say all the stuff we do poorly, just click five stars at the end. Is this anonymous? Yeah. Um, it leaves like a username okay. or something, I think. But yeah, mostly anonymous. Dude, you could be Richard Patrick, bro. The more Richard Patrick <laughs> references you can put in there, the better. 
that's the other housekeeping item we have to do. Ha- hashtag Richard Patrick mm. for all things you do. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hashtag Human Clay Not Gourmet. Hashtag Thumbs Down to the Ground. Yeah, dude. Any others that I forgot? No. no. Okay. Those are those are really important too. But by the end of this, we gotta have a hashtag. Yeah, we probably are gonna add a new hashtag uh, like every time. Yeah. So those are the three we have so far. I think it's time to stop telling people where those come from. I think now it's just like, if you want to know where those hashtags come from, go into the back catalog. Mm -hmm. I will say, not to like toot our own horn a little bit, and this this doesn't really mean that much, but yeah, it doesn't look good that we only have one rating and one review. And it is five stars. That's a positive. Downside is it was written by me. So not much, you can't take much weight there. Uh, I have a, that's called a conflict of interest. <laughs> but on the other hand, the listens on Sound, SoundCloud have skyrocketed. Oh, really? Listens on SoundCloud are up like over uh, 10 times what huh. they were for season one. Like in the hundreds now. Oh, that's good. For each episode. That's not a lot for, you know, if you're comparing this to the serial podcast or something. Right. But it's a lot for an, a podcast that did 10 episodes, then took almost a full year break, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and then started this, and doesn't have a producer and frequently forgets to <laughs> press record. So not too bad. Not too bad. So it, And at this rate, you know, if we keep increasing listenership by 10 times every season, you know, it's going to be a million downloads in like a couple weeks. So there you go. So uh, back to this. Nirvana's Nevermind. Uh, again, maybe the most anticlimactic announcement when you're saying like best sophomore album of all time. But um, can I say that I was not that excited about it? Hmm. In fact, we said we had Throwing Copper as the second best sophomore album of the 90s. I think I just said all time a second ago, but I meant of the 90s. This one, it would be hard to argue that there's a better all time. I mean, this is, you know... Certainly top 20. I think Rolling, yeah. Rolling Stone named Nevermind the 17th best rock album ever. But other people would put it in the top 10. Like, certainly, it's in the conversation for best sophomore album ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for me, I tell people when when people, when we get in these conversations, I usually say that Throwing Copper is the best album of my life. Yeah. Like, I think of that album as, like, the crowning achievement of the albums I have. So I wasn't like super enthused about this one. It was more like you we're calling it the best because you have to, but I did forget how good it was Mm. kind of. So was this like an album that you had to have? Like everybody just had this record kind of. Yeah. What, what, how did, I know we always ask like, how'd you get into it versus me and Mm. you're younger. So like you might not have much of a, story that goes along with it but do you have any what does well, this, this is, just something you bought this is my dad's cd so i nice. stole it from him good sorry what's your dad's name mike sorry mike yeah you hopefully you don't want it back he's broken the case yeah, it has some uh miles on it uh i don't like in middle school this is when i got into nirvana mm-hmm. and like uh, <laughs> me too oh yeah and then I think like Rock Band had like In Bloom. Oh yeah, you got introduced to a lot of stuff from yeah. Rock Band. And uh, obvi- I knew In Bloom, Come As You Are, mm-hmm. Lithium, mm-hmm. Polly, mm-hmm. 
I think that's it. Okay. And then obviously, obviously, yeah. Um, so I th- I think I mentioned it on this podcast before, but it's a story I think worth telling again. That um, the first Nirvana album I owned was Unplugged because I went through my phase where I just I was starting to get into music, and so I started to buy the albums that were in Entertainment Weekly's top ten, mm. and I was like. And I could, I was with it enough to know that if, you know, uh, Amy Grant was in there, like, I don't want Amy Grant's album. Like, I could recognize, like, oh, this is a band I've heard kids talk about yeah. or whatever. So, obviously, Nirvana was in there. Um, in fact, I had been to a camp in middle school where that, where um, Unplugged was, like, all the rage or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... And, and that camp plays another part in this story. I didn't know what unplugged meant. I didn't know what the idea behind those albums were. I didn't realize that like it was supposed to be such a different sound, like all acoustic guitars and stuff. So I got that album and I was into like heavy rock stuff and I was like, Oh, Nirvana sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate this. <laughs> I didn't get that it was live. I mean, there's clapping on it. So I guess yeah. I did, but, um, I didn't. I guess I didn't understand, like the live performance aspect of mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, and so I was. I ended up giving that CD away. I was like, mm. "This sucks. Like, I don't want it." Um, but at that same camp, I heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" probably for the first time, and w- actually, some some of the cooler kids at the camp like convinced the DJ to play it at a dance or something. It only got like halfway through and it got cut off. Yeah. But you know, at a dance situation, you're not like listening to the music. You're just kind of like a part of it. Like you're noticing it. And so I wasn't really paying attention. Um, but I remember thinking like, this is not, this is not the Nirvana that I'm familiar with. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is so not- what did you think was, what what did I think about like smells like Teen Spirit? Well, again, I wasn't listening like hard enough, uh-huh. you know, critically enough. That's the word I'm looking for. So this, I'm sorry, I I told this story poorly. This took place over two summers. The first summer at this camp, I was introduced to Nirvana. Ended up with the Unplugged album. Came back the next year. That's when I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. So after that year, I came home and bought Nevermind, and then. You know, the cliche like thing happens. It smells like Teen Spirit's the first song on here. Mm. And it's like a life changer. You're like, oh, well, this does rule. Like it rules a lot. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. That's the story. Um, it, I, you know, without thinking about it too much, uh, you know, when you start playing Smells Like Teen Spirit as the opener, you're like, Man, you're hard pressed to find a better album opener than yeah. that. Like I can't think of an intro song that's Back-a, much Back-a. better than that. Um we might as well give it a listen since we're talking about it. Here we go.
also longest song on the album. Hmm. I did not know that. Only one that cracks five minutes. Hmm. Um, but it's it's worth like all five minutes. Yeah, dude. right. Um, it, it reminds me of Enter Sandman. How when we were talking about um, we were talking about you listening to the Black album, and uh, we were, it was like the second episode we ever recorded. And we were trying to like name the Black album songs right, in order. Yeah, and you're like, well, I know that this song is five because like you know Enter Sandman's one you don't even listen to it like, yeah, <laughs> like you right. just skip yeah. over it the same is kind of true of of Smells Like Teen Spirit like it's the song I want to listen to the least right but it's still it's probably the best song yeah you know? like and yeah for sure and and when I forced myself to listen to it again it's not like I found anything new that I didn't find before but it is good yeah like that's the most obvious sentence that you could say. So, um, <laughs> that two episodes ago when we, when we named Razorblade suitcase, the worst sophomore album of the nineties, as I burp into the microphone, <laughs> burp. um, <laughs> we, we developed the hashtag thumbs down to the ground where we would like rate songs as a uh-huh. thumbs up or thumbs down. And then Sam would draw a cute picture without, I mean, I kind of feel like, we should have talked about this beforehand, but I kind of think I know what we're going to say. Would you vote any of these 12 songs a thumbs down? Hell no, Me bro. neither. Not no. a single one is a thumbs down. Uh-huh. So we don't need to go through all that. All of these get a thumbs up. Right. Every single one is baller in its own way. Mm-hmm. Right? So Smells Like Teen Spirit, frankly, probably doesn't... Two thumbs up. Oh, two, <laughs> two thumbs up. Um, but we don't. we probably don't need to talk about it very much yeah right um it launched um a new newish type of music into the mainstream Mm -hmm. um it allowed other bands from seattle to kind of like break through i guess um and that's that's all that needs to be said about it i think because it's so well known every other song on here is more interesting to talk about um so we'll just we'll just roll through yeah if you want um, are you an In Bloom fan? In Bloom is number yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, you, as a drummer, you got to be. Do ya? You know, it's how come? Kind of a signature. Boom, booga, boom, boom, boom. The little fills. Yeah. Uh, let's booga, booga. let's give the listeners a taste. Sam's talking about there like the the hook of the song is is what you see in the beginning where 
they play the chords and then there's drum fills. Mm-hmm. They're signature. Signature for sure. Um This is the first album that Nirvana has Dave Grohl. Their first out al- their first album I think his name was Chris Channing. Yeah, is their I original think that's right. drummer. Yeah. Something like that. Um and that album sounds a lot different for many reasons, but I would say not the least of which is the drummer, right? Like, um, the production is much better on this one. Right. The songwriting is just better on this uh-huh. one. But the drumming is different and better. Yeah, definitely. I listen to Bleach, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I wish Dave Grohl would play some of these songs. Because they have, like, Negative Creep and mm-hmm. School that, mm-hmm. like, just want, you need that punk beat. Not that that dude is a bad drummer but he, yeah it just doesn't right blend as good as it could well then and you hear how dave Grohl interpreted it for the live right versions yeah, on that yeah, in yeah. later albums and you're like oh these songs are actually sweet yeah the um uh school uh-huh. um that song with dave Grohl doing it is so much better yeah no offense to the to mm. channing or with chris channing or whatever but when you hear that live, you're like, oh, my God, that song's awesome. And then you hear it on Bleach, and you're like, this is a different song. Yeah. Not bad, but different. Mm, those two are the are two singles, by the way. Smells Like Teen Spirit and uh, In Bloom are two singles. <laughs> Smells Like Teen Spirit was the first single. Hmm. In Bloom was the fourth huh. from this album. The next single... I'm sorry, the second single from this album was a little jam called Come As You Are and goes something like this. I'm going to turn this one down a little bit while we talk about it, but this, I mentioned the order these came in mm-hmm. because I was doing a little history reading on these. This, Come As You Are was, they expected this to be the breakout single. Oh, Smells really? Like Teen Spirit, as a lot, you'll see a lot of albums do. Um, Smells Like Teen Spirit was like the warm up. It's like, oh, the, people will get interested in the band from this. Hold on, I got to turn this up real quick. So what I was saying is Smells Like Teen Spirit was supposed to be like the leads. Well, it was the lead signal for the album. And like a lot of um, 
I don't know if it's promoters or who it, whoever producers, whoever m- makes these calls. Smells like Teen Spirit was supposed to be the one that was like the warm up, mm-hmm. and Come as You Are was supposed to be the one that was like this is the one that'll be huge. And I, it's hard to say they were. I mean, they were wrong, but they were wrong in the best way possible. Right. Yeah. Like if Smells Like Teen Spirit hadn't been so good, then maybe Come as You Are would have, mm-hmm. you know, but. It was so popular that Come As You Are was also mega popular. It's just hard to follow. It smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Um, for I think I enjoy Smells Like Teen Spirit. Or I'm sorry, I think I enjoy Come As You Are more. I think Come As You Are is m- a more interesting song. Yeah. Um, what I find really interesting about Come As You Are is the weird sort of like it had it when you hear it in your head you're like oh it's kind of like a draggy like um almost like a sludgy kind of like slow tune mm-hmm. almost and it's not like it moves it, yeah. it's like dave girl's like constantly pushing it it has like this pulse to it mm-hmm. that's like gives it this urgency and that's why i turn it back up when it gets to the chorus like as it moves from the pre-chorus into the chorus it's like bam 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 and it's still like even though it like rocks and there's like empty space it still moves pretty quick and then even out of the chorus when Dave Grohl switches to like just crashing the cymbals the whole mm-hmm. time. It's still like flows. Yeah. It's a really weird like dynamic in that song. I don't mean dynamic like volume. I mean like it has, it just plays out more interesting to me than most of these songs do. Mm-hmm. Whereas smells like teen spirit is a pretty straight up like loud, soft, loud, soft, loud, right. soft song, which is super, it's super effective here. It's maybe the best song of the 90s but Mm. but and obviously a little bit of what i'm saying is probably related to you know you're kind of tired of hearing smells like teen spirit but right now i'd rather hear come as you are yeah um so yeah that was the second one um let's just go to the fourth one I, i was gonna maybe go out of order and and do lithium now which is five but we'll just we don't want to skip breed accidentally. So here is song number four. Whoops, that's song number three. This is my favorite. So, this one isn't my favorite, but it used to be. Yeah. And it's awesome. Dude, like, when the so bass cool. comes in, it's like... <laughs> so dirty, man. Uh-huh. Um, I want to hear the chorus here.
that song's a jam. Dude, it just makes it rock. I know, it makes me want to run through a wall. I know. It definitely goes on my playlist of songs to get jacked up before races, too. Um, it's so simple. There's not really a lot to mm. say about it. The bass comes in like 10 seconds in, and it r- rules. Rules so hard. And I don't know. What else are you going to say about it? It's pretty much straightforward. So straightforward. Um, it's another one that's actually faster when you listen to it than you expect it to be. Um, what I was, what I want to throw in here is that when I was re-listening to this, um, I always think of Breed as like my... It was... I, I already mentioned it used to be my favorite song, and, and it still holds like a little special place yeah. in my heart. So every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when this was my favorite song on here. And, but I was listening to it, and when you, you get to the chorus, and you're like, um, even if you have, even if you need, uh, you know, and he switches the lyrics around sometimes, yeah. but, uh, you know, he, sing, he sings, that, sings the chorus lines, and then the end of the chorus is him repeating she said over and over again. And I was listening to it, and I was like, you know, if you... Um, just mellowed the guitars out and the drums and threw some snaps in there and a little bit of harmonies. This is a Beatles song. Like huh. this sounds, su- it is super poppy. The yeah, co- once yeah. they get to the chorus, it would the you could have John Paul George and Ringo's do this song. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. I know that I know that seems like a stretch, but like the melody and the song structure are so Beatles to me. Mm-hmm. And so, and this this was probably like three days ago when I thought of this and then I was reading today as we were preparing for this and a couple of things. One, Kurt Cobain, when he wrote this flat out said the goal with nevermind was to write simple songs, Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, n- none of these are complicated and it works really well because of that. And, um, Butch Vig had to convince Kurt to overdub vocals a lot. He apparently Kurt, was and I'm not surprised by this because you can hear it when he does it live too. His his phrasing, he he's locked in on phrasing. While he changes his lyrics up a lot, whether it's intentional or because I also read that many of these lyrics were written like two minutes before oh, he really? recorded them. Yeah, so obviously you wouldn't expect him to remember them uh. very well, but he would just like do the same phrasing every time, even if he was kind of scatting from mm-hmm. time to time, like making things up. And so Butch Vig would be like okay, I need you to do that again. And Kurt would be like kind of reluctant about it. But the reason Butch was trying to get him to do that was because he was going to overdub mm-hmm. basically two of the exact same thing. And the way he would convince Kurt to do it is he'd be like, John Lennon does this. Oh, So like it was a Beatles-ish sound yeah. that he was kind of going for just in like a much harder, yeah. with a much harder like backdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I we've said it before. It's worth saying again at this point. Nirv- Kurt Cobain's greatest gift, much like Tom Petty, is like the songwriting. It's right. not that yeah, yeah. he's not a fantastic guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt's a good singer, but he he's not like Tom Petty. Where, well, I guess Tom Petty rubs some people the wrong way, but like Kurt Cobain's voice isn't for everybody. Like right. his style isn't for everybody, but his songwriting is undeniably good. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings us to the fourth. Sorry, this is the third single from the album. I'm sorry. Ooh, I think I might... I said In Bloom was fourth. Now I'm... 
No, I'm sure that's right. Lithium is the third single. That's this one. I'm so happy Cause today Found my friends In my head I'm so ugly That's okay Cause so are you Look on me Sunday morning Is every day In our days, cause I found God It's strong, you know? Yeah It's a good single Yeah Yeah, yeah I see what you're doing there. Um, we had a debate. We had an yeah, internet I th- debate. I thought, I thought this was going to come up. Bro. Now, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because, honestly, I don't know what else to say about uh-huh. it. The internet debate was, if the Wet Bandits were going to cover a song, should it be... Actually, Facebook polls would only let me do two choices. Yeah. Twitter, you can do four. Um, but the Facebook poll got way more votes. And I, I put Come As You Are up against Lithium and... Come as you are, outvoted lithium like three to one. Dude, I saw it, bro. And <laughs> lithium got smashed. Um, I voted for lithium. I, or I'm sorry, I voted for come as you are, and you were a lithium guy. And I think the reason I don't have anything else to say about lithium kind of explains why I'd vote that way. Like, we played lithium for less than a minute, but we heard the entire song. Mm-hmm. Like it just does that yeah. several times. And when I think of listening to lithium like live at a show, I hate to say it, but I kind of feel like that's the part of the show where I'd be a little bored. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it rocks. Like it's a good song. I think I probably loved it w- the first 10 times I heard it. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, actually, I said I'd skip Smells Like Teen Spirit listening to this. I'd probably actually skip Lithium. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It has such a good place on this album that, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I'd be bored if I saw Nirvana doing it at this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's kind of what Is I'm that saying. the hashtag? Hashtag yeah 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 (laughs) or yeah dude yeah um Uh, but I think like a cover band it'd be uh mm -hmm. people would be able to participate that was my kind of thinking that's a good point and what you could (laughs) we're gonna hash this out now Uh um hashtag hash this out um the the cover band's responsibility in doing a song like this would be to change it so that the crowd can enjoy it more Mm. whether that means like maybe dropping the first two choruses and not making them super loud. So like the audience can just do the yes. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't, maybe you don't even distort it until the very end, mm-hmm. like, and just make it a slow boil. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that's why we're the best cover band in the world because Dude. we come up with genius ideas like that. The greatest and the yep. best. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's, I, and I, I know I just sounded like I was shitting on lithium a lot. 
not I like it. Mm. All of these get two thumbs up. Two, bro. Two thumbs up. But I just don't have much to say about it. So yeah. why am I still talking? Let's go to song number six. All he wants a cracker. Think I should get off her first. Think she wants some water to put out the blowtorch. Isn't me having seed? Let me clip dirty wings. Let me take a ride. Cut yourself. Want some help? Please myself. Got some All right. Song number six is Polly. Um, just guitars and a little bass and some cymbals and some cymbals you know who plays those cymbals who chris channing or chad channing or whatever his name oh really is. yeah um this uh there were like four or five songs that nirvana recorded in madison wisconsin with butch big um none of them ended up on the every single one that they recorded that ended up on nevermind got re-recorded hmm. so they recorded a couple, they recorded like in um, bloom i think sliver and uh, they recorded a couple songs that like didn't end up on this at all mm. i forget <clears throat> but the few that they did that did end up on nevermind got re-recorded anyway with the exception of the symbols from polly that's the only thing they kept huh and i hate to i don't want i know it's like revisionist history to be like oh and i can tell that but don't you think the symbols sound like different uh, now that you know, just like listen to the cymbal crashes and think about, at least for me, how it compares to the drum sounds on Bleach. Cut yourself, want some please myself, got I didn't, some didn't go back far enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's no kind attack. Of far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. They're far away. That's the better way to say it. That could, ju- you know, you could put any drummer behind the drums mm-hmm. and probably record it a certain way so it would sound like that. But there's like, I don't know. I just when Dave Grohl hits cymbals, I hear more attack than that. Mm. You know, and it's, it's more like a, a sploosh. Mm-hmm. Sploosh. <laughs> yeah. Douche. Ganoosh. So many tenacious D references dude, on here. Do you do you remember, dude, dude? Yes. Do you remember when I sent you that Jack Black video of him going bone? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Instagram things you sent me, what was that? What was the meaning of the thing you sent me today? You sent me this picture of some band. Was it their? Were you uh, showing me their outfits? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's an ever-evolving Wet Bandits thing with the with the outfits. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's a discussion for off mic. And you know what that does? When we say we're going to do things off mic, it gets what people that? like interested, and they're yeah. like, "Oh man, I wish they'd talk about it on mic." Like or the, maybe they're like, "Thank we're God, we're gonna have to go to the show, bro, to yeah. check it out." You're just gonna have to. Um, so that was Polly. It is the oddball of the first. 11 songs um it's probably my top four favorite of the songs really it's good 
it's good. It's the it's the simplest. It's um the most stripped down. It belongs in about the sixth spot. Um, but yeah, it's just um the album is not the same without it. You yeah. need you need a break, mm-hmm. and they just decided. A lot of bands don't put it smack in the middle like that, right. but that's what they did, and it it works fine. Um, so, um, did you have anything else about that one? No, dude. So Nirvana gives you a rest with Polly, and then uh. kicks you in the absolute nuts with the next one. Oh. I don't usually play the song clips for a minute and a half, but I really had to get to that last part. Dude, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're after you. That is a great line. And I meant to, I'm going to show that my ignorance on this. Is that a Kurt Cobain, like original? I think so. I mean, if it is, I, I love that line. I love it. Um, it. It probably, honestly, it's probably, um, oh, you know what it is? Because I Googled it. And I, sh- I knew this already. It's from Catch-22. It's from a Joseph Joseph Heller book, hmm. Catch, which is very famous. But um, but still, like, to, it's, a, it's a great line. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, like, kind of encompasses what, Kurt Cobain is. I know. Yeah. Um, And in a way, Nirvana also. Um, So, yeah. Again, super simple song. Not a whole lot to say. Super simple song. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag super simple song. Um, But it's good. My high school band covered that. Oh, really? When my singer was feeling like gutsy. Mm -hmm. You know, it was one of those that, first, it's how we treat song two. (laughs) It's like... First of all, you have to do it last because you can't sing another song after that because your throat's trashed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and territorial, this territorial pissings is like it's also harder for everybody in the band because it's so fast for everyone. Um, but it's a cool song. I like it better now than I used to. Then back back in high school, I was like, oh, this is the throwaway. This is like them just like <clears throat> thrashing around. But I don't know. It's neat. It's yeah. different. Uh, it's one of the more different ones on the album. So here is the 
dark horse for I feel like when people are like, you know, I want to tell people that I like. Never mind, but I also want to be a little subversive about it. Like I, I don't, I'm, I don't love smells like Teen Spirit. You know what song I really like? Drain you. Yeah. Good song. Yeah. I'm letting it Catchy. run in the background. Yeah. The, the drums are like <clears throat> original. That boom, ba, dun, boom, yeah. ba, boom, ba. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, would you say, I, I know we should have talked about this earlier, but aren't the drums in Smells Like Teen Spirit like pretty original? Dude, that ba-goom, ba boom that's like. And when the, after it gets out of that, it's like boom, ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Like, go ahead. You're the drummer. Yeah. The thing I like about Dave Grohl is like the space he lives in. He leaves in between the notes. Like he doesn't play the eighth notes on the hi-hat, then cymbal. He like quarter notes on the cymbal and just like leave the two or quarter notes out and then just hit the cymbals. Like, so it's like he skips some of them. So like it kind of opens it up. Dude, you know what a fan I am of empty space. Yeah. I think things rock so much harder when you can put space between things. Because uh-huh. it, it can't be punchy without a little space. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's a push, Yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. If you were to punch someone over and over without letting up, it would be a push. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you got to have empty space so that you it can be punchy. Um, I, I meant kind of... I didn't say it eloquently, but I kind of meant what I said. I feel like people that want to do like the trendy song to like on Nevermind. They're like, dude, the best song on Nevermind is Drain You. Like a hipster? Yeah, I get Yes, maybe. Nothing against hipsters. Yeah, n- nothing. There's anything wrong with being a hipster, but there is. And, and <laughs> it's that Drain You is fine, uh-huh. but it's not. It's just like, to me, it's a little bit poppier lithium. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone could argue that it is really different from lithium or in bloom um or it i don't know it's like the hit they put on the second half of the album yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was i don't think it was officially a single but if they were gonna do a fifth single yeah. drain you would be the fifth single right um i get the feeling that drain you is also nirvana's creeping death yeah like they, play, yeah. <laughs> they they probably played it at every show and it was like a crowd mm. favorite yeah, I think they, out of all the concerts I've seen, they play it like the second song. Yeah. And I th- usually they open up with like Breed or something like that. Oh, man, that would be sweet. I know. I'm going to ask you, don't let me forget to ask um, about putting a show together at the end of this. I don't want to let on what uh-huh. I'm going to ask you because I, I don't want to. All right, bro. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you something. We're going to move to I'm song gonna write nine. I'm going to on my hand. Good. Move to song nine here. Um, 
fair warning, I'm probably going to play a lot of this one. Hashtag goosebumpies. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> when I play a song for a full two minutes, that means it's my new favorite. That one's been my favorite for a long time. It's short. It's uh, two and a half minutes long, but it for me, it has the most like progression. Mm. Um, it changes like throughout the whole thing. And that before they go into the third verse, when they you know I still smell her on you. And uh-huh. it, and he hits that snare and it is like a cannon. Yeah, I love it. I dude, love it. <laughs> that fill at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, he does like some badass uh, kick pedal work. Yeah, just especially at like the second chorus. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. 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 Dude. Um, and then they just like thrash through the end it's of the super song. poppy too. It's so pop. That's what's so cool about yeah. it. Like the chorus is so poppy, uh-huh. um, but it like rocks so hard at the yeah. end and you get a lot of that. Like we didn't play all of it, but the very last chorus is like, he's not saying anything like the last <laughs> couple of, <laughs> that's literally what it sounds like. Like, um, Go listen to it on your own if you don't believe yeah. me. Um, but that one is great. Um, and kicks off the two songs that also have Kurt, at least the way I see it, kind of singing like normal Kurt, like if he was going to sing in a choir, this is what he would mm-hmm. sound like. I remember listening to this when I first got it and like wondering sort of if it was a different singer because he's not like gravelly at all. Mm. Um so that was Lounge Act, song nine. And then 
how he sings during the verses of song 10, Stay Away, are kind of like the same thing. I mean like give an inch take a smile yeah. like it kind of doesn't lower, sound like him yeah. but that's it. but then you hear it, the live albums mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's just how he sings sometimes yeah um that song's good too you know yeah, i like it we didn't get all the way to the chorus but the chorus mm-hmm. is cool too um yeah so there's that yep um anything to say about stay away badass dude two thumbs yep. up yep here's another two thumbs up I hate to cut that off, but that little sound there, like right before it cuts in, is that an armpit fart? Whoops. Dude, maybe. Another song with huge snares in it. Dude, I just love how that song starts, man. It's like that noise and feedback and the armpit. Yeah, and the armpit fart. And, uh, yeah, it just, like, propels you, like... And the guitars, like, roar in. Yeah. It's not like a... It's not like a crash where it all comes in, like, at the Mm. same time. There's this, like, slight fading. Like... Yeah, that song's sweet. Um... We already said Drain You would have been the fifth single. I think this would have been sixth if there was a sixth Probably, sixth yeah. single. And then, you know, coming in like an, a lion out like a lamb. Um, this is the last, something in the way is the last song. Very appropriate, I think, for a last song, right? Mm-hmm. Hidden track. You know what? My CD doesn't have the hidden track on it. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? No, what I've read is, we can talk about this over something in the way. Um, what I've read was that they put the hidden track in there and they told the producer or engineer or whoever they want, there was a miscommunication. And the first like 20,000 CDs or 10,000 CDs, the first pressing does not have the hidden track on it. Um, and then Kurt insisted that that was supposed to be on there. 
And then they put it on every one after that. I did not get this in 1991. So I don't know how I could end up with one of the first 10,000 CDs. Right. So Eat that shit, bro. Sit, no, I know, right? But it's definitely not on my CD. And that's the explanation they give. And the cellos make an appearance for the last song. Yeah. Probably the perfect way to end the album. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't love the song. It's good, but yeah. I don't love it. I used to skip it all the time when I was younger. But how how else could you end that album? You can't try to end it with, like, another song that's just like all the others. You couldn't end it. Actually, On a Plane, you could argue, is the only song on here that you could end it. Yeah. Like, or Territorial Pissings, maybe. Something like a little, I don't know. More upbeat. Yeah, kind it's too hard to th- it's too hard to like place. I don't know. Dude, they um, nailed it. Yes, this is the way to end mm-hmm. it with that. Another two thumbs up. So, um, the question I wanted to ask you. Yeah, dude. Um, there's actually a few things we have to go through. The first one is the question I didn't want to forget, which is we we've, we've kind of you know tossed around the idea of playing an entire album. Dude, I was thinking about this <laughs> as a, the podcast. This is how I would like to play it from the beginning up. What do you mean from the beginning like up? Like play from 12 to 1. Fu- Hold on. I'm putting the mic right next to our hands. No, right hand. Okay, next. That's the exact same thought I had. No That's way. the whole reason I wanted to ask uh-huh. the question. That's how you would do it. We would... Um, you start with something in the way and just like go yeah. to smells like teen People spirit. People are like, what? Right. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Because it would be like such a bu- an anticipation uh-huh. like build up. Oh shit, they're gonna play. You'd be like, oh that's weird, they're gonna do something in the way. Oh, on a plane's cool. Then they'd be like, I don't know this song. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stay away. And then lounge act and then drain you. And by then, anyone who knows the album has caught on. I mean, yeah, look at the upper half. Though, right. But know. then you get to lithium and then come as you are. And then yeah. in bloom. And then you're, and then it's like, are they gonna fucking play "Smells yeah. Like Teen Spirit"? Which uh, I will say that on its own, I would say that's a that's like "Stairway to Heaven." It's never a song we should mm. cover, but in this context, I think that yeah. would rule Dude, to, it would, <laughs> to do bro. that to go from the end to the beginning. Yeah, would rule so hard. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you answered it that way. That's exactly that's the same thought I had. Um, cool. Anyway, it took like five high fives to get to get it's it down, but I had to get that on mic. Five high fives. Five high fives. Hashtag yeah, high, dude. five high fives. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, this one might take a little more thought. It's more an interesting point to bring up. That initially this album, uh, Kurt wanted to name it Sheep. Weird. You know, because he was big into like making fun of people uh-huh. you know well, they, and that's like, what this album is kind of yeah right like conformity mm-hmm. you know w- which is you know he's calling people sheep yeah so um i don't <laughs> i think Nevermind is the perfect name for it too um it's a weird like incurt like Nevermind should be two words it's not mm-hmm. really one word um it should it is in one of the it's in the lyrics of uh smells like teen spirit 
Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Which is also the perfect lyric like for that song because mm. it, it's kind of like you're imagining him writing lyrics and he's like trying to say something, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Meaningful. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah, exa- <laughs> so, yeah. Like I give up. <laughs> um, so there's, this is the perfect name for this album. It made me think of Razorblade Suitcase that we were talking about wh- what'll be two weeks ago. And how stupid a name for that uh, <laughs> album that is. So from here on, I think we need to start um, when we go over albums. We need to decide if this album name is good, and if it's not, we need to come up with a better mm-hmm. one. See, like the whole thing with the armpit farts, and mm-hmm. it just—they don't take their themselves too seriously, and that's how they write the good music. Yep. As like Bush, they're trying to write something. They're trying to write. They were trying to write some like next level shit yeah and it was it was in a way (laughs) next level shit hashtag next level shit (laughs) um yeah and but that's how you know that's how you do at least it seems the running theme for this season has been like Mm. you gotta take a little bit of a sense of humor about yourself you know um i was watching this is gonna seem like a real sidebar but I was watching. Have you seen the Elizabeth Holmes documentary mm. on Netflix or, or Amazon Prime, HBO? Um, are you familiar with who she is? Mm. She, um, I don't know if, how to pronounce. I I swear I heard different people pronounce it different ways in the show, but I think the company's name was Theranos, which was her thing. Was she started this company that could basically do a blood run a blood test on you with like a tiny microvial of blood. Um, and she started this company at 19 years old and became like the company was worth like $10 billion or something. And then it was shown, it was proven that she couldn't do anything they said they could do. They had all these people who were not like really complicit. They Mm. all thought that this was legitimate and they all would all find out anyway. It, in, it's a long way of saying like now it's worth nothing. Like she's, washed up like um but one point they keep making in this documentary is that she would fake it till she made it like that's like the theme mm-hmm. is fake it till you make it and and also this like side story of how confident she was in herself and like the only like she had this idea that she wanted to do she wasn't good enough to realize it but the only way she could have tried was if she was like so stupidly overconfident in herself that she took that step to mm-hmm. try to make it happen. And it got me thinking about this kind of music a lot. Like, I have thought many times, unfor- like Eddie Van Halen seems like the biggest asshole in the world. Right. And a lot of the musicians that I love, I hear them talk and I'm like, God, I would probably hate that guy. Mm-hmm. I I think there probably is an element of they're so confident that if if they weren't so like stupidly arrogant they wouldn't have ever tried to do the kind of things that made them great. Yeah. What makes you average is you know your limitations and you mm-hmm. stay within them. Otherwise you don't push any boundaries. Right. Um and that's how like bands explode. Yeah. You know, they... Right. I feel like I probably wouldn't like Kurt Cobain if he was still alive. I think he would annoy me. Mm. I think he'd be like... And and I don't think anyone would mistake 
you know, obviously he had his problems with his mental health or whatever. Mm. And and you can be you can be confident, I think, and still have issues with depression and mental health. But he, I, I guess, what I'm getting around to is that his mindset made him try things that other people weren't going to try, um, and. And I think we're we're gonna see that as a theme as we keep going through these. Like the better albums are by end up being by people that like I don't care to know. I don't, mm. I don't care to like talk to or know their personality because they're like, you know, borderline crazy or, you know, a little bit over arrogant. Well, I think that's a unrealistic. Rule. Like look at Tom Brady. Dude. Do you think you good like, example? Yeah. Good example. That guy drives me <laughs> batty. Uh-huh. And he he's full of pseudoscience and like a lot of the stuff he does is baloney. But you know what? Maybe like 5% of it is like real and there's no way to know unless you try it. You're mm. so stupid that you try it. And I say that like so condescendingly. <laughs> but but there is, you know, sometimes to go outside yeah. of the norm, you have to like go outside of common knowledge i suppose Mm -hmm. you know um i guess that's kind of like trying to wrap up the theme of the sophomore albums you know a little bit um there was one other thing we have to go over what's that we still because this is an album we like Mm -hmm. unlike razor blade suitcase so that means we gotta talk about what we would cover what we would cut and what is the hidden gem Mm. so of these 12 songs what would you cover? Breed. Breed? Yeah. Yeah. And we've heard all of them, so I don't uh, need to play them again. Oh, man. I love Breed. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a disappointment if we covered it. Like, I, Yeah, yeah. It's one of those songs that For I kind of... my own. That's what I mean, yeah. too. Like, I, the audience might like it just fine, but I think uh, I it would never be what I wanted it to be. Maybe it, it would all rely on Jeff. The bass player. Mm. If he could get that dirty bass sound in there, Dude, I'd be could. like, I'd probably come in my pants. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. That's a, I mean, not that that's an original thing to say, but I remember <laughs> I was subbing for one of Jeff's bands and we played, it was, we did like all, mm-hmm. actually that was kind of the, in a way it was a little bit of the genesis of the Wet Bandits because they needed me to sing a couple songs. And so I did like, Hey Jealousy. And I was like, and uh, Jealous Again. Oh, really? Um, and it was like, these 90s tunes could work. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, but we played uh, Living on a Prayer, which has some talk box in it. And I brought my talk box. I don't think he expected that. And so when I started, he's after the show, he goes, dude, when I heard that talk box, I came in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, anyway, I, I think that song couldn't live up to my expectations mm-hmm. of it. So if we were going to cover one, we've tried to cover it before, but I'd I'd want to do Come As You Are. Yeah. Um, I think the crowd would like it. I think it's still a fun song to play that rocks. Now, this is the hard one. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to cut? Ooh. I think I know which one I'd cut. Tits. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, dude. I'd cut In Bloom. I knew you were going to say that. How'd you know? Because you always kind of uh, in blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you might think I'd cut lithium because I've oh, been yeah. talking so much crap about mm-hmm. it. But in bloom is to me the most boring. Yeah. So it's the most like, you know what? It When people say that Bush 
were ripping off Nirvana, they're listening to In Bloom. When <laughs> is is what I think because it's just like a bass line over Kurt singing, and then it goes to the chorus, and it's just kind of like it's not it's not as like heavy as Lithium, and it's not as punchy. And to me, it's just not as effective. The best part about In Bloom, oddly enough, is the guitar solo. The solo section is pretty cool. Yeah. The rest of it, I could do without. Um, so I'd cut In Bloom. And and the other thing I think is that the album doesn't lose that much if you mm-hmm. cut In Bloom. You might have to rearrange. I don't know how I feel about Come As You Are right after Smells Like Teen Spirit. But I think if you cut any other song, you really castrate the album yeah, a little bit dude. but i could lose in bloom and be okay so this is mine and <clears throat> it's just so hard man i know uh, probably on a plane <clears throat> but this is why is because okay. like we were talking about like nirvana ending with like territorial mm-hmm. pissings or stay mm-hmm. away so they would end the album with stay away i gotcha and then okay so that's <clears throat> the only reason i say that sure if you you know, I put you between, or I put if we ask anybody this question, put you between a rock and a hard place. You got to have a reason because that's as good a reason as any. You know, you need. I feel like you need smells like Teen Spirit and Bloom come as you are. For sure, yeah. Lithium, I mean, obviously, I. You need Polly. You could probably get away with Breed. I don't know. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But I, I. Oh, you have to have Breed. Lounge Jack's probably like the least famous song. I would say even less than Stay Away. Oh, maybe not. Let's say they're tied, though. Yeah. But I think you need. I think you agree with me. You need those two uh-huh. because you can't have every song be like almost a single. You need, as we said, I think the same thing about throwing copper. You need TBD in there. Yeah. To be like a song that, like, yeah, I like this, mm-hmm. but it would never play on the radio. You know. Dude, I just. Although Lounge Act could be on the radio, if Lounge Act, fuck, if some band. If Lounge Act had never been written and some band released Lounge Act today, yeah. I'd be like, give me all that band's albums uh-huh. immediately. Oh my gosh. Dude, I, I just feel like having to cut one of these songs, I need to go like take a shower. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, no, I, I can see what I just love on a plane. Yeah. I love No, I like it, it too, man. I'm just saying for the album structure's mm-hmm. sake, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, what's your hidden gem? The ones you can't choose are the singles. That would be Smells Like Teen Spirit, In Bloom, Come As You Are, and Lithium. What's your hidden gem? Dude. Dude. I've got another question for you after this. Maybe one ter- re- Territorial Pissings. Really? Yeah. It's a good one. I mean, y- there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong yeah. answer. And and you already kind of picked Breed as like your favorite song. And mm. technically that could be your hidden gem, but that's no fun. Yeah. Because you already mentioned yeah. it. Because um, I'm a sucker for those, like, like the color and the shape. Yeah. Like the kind of messy yeah, yeah, song, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my hidden gem is, it's Lounge Act. Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite song. I wanted to say On a Plane, mm-hmm. but I love Lounge Act. And it is truly, if there is a hidden gem on here, that's what, like, people know on a plane because it was on the Unplugged album. And it was excellent on the Unplugged album, in retrospect, um, upon my second listen after giving it away. Um, So, Lounge Act is the hidden gem. Yeah, on a plane might be, like, did they do Come As You Are on the Unplugged? They did. Mm Mm-hmm. 
They did Polly. The only ones they did were, yeah, Polly, Come As You Are, On a Plane, uh, Something in the Way. Uh-huh. Which all makes sense. Yeah. Um, Someone yells like in bloom. He's like, we can't play that. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, the, it's not on the album, but it's probably on uh, the like video. Yeah. Which is, you know, I, I think, I think we've talked about this. What I'd like to do in the future here is to kind of go through discographies a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, do we do live albums? Because sometimes, like, if we were to, we wouldn't do Kiss. But like, just for example, if we did Kiss, how many live albums right. does Kiss have? Like, you'd never be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would. So I'd say, no, don't do live albums. However, you have to do Unplugged. Yeah. If a band did an Unplugged album like Alice in Chains or Nirvana, you have to do that because mm-hmm. those are like seminal works of theirs. Yeah. Um, and Nirvana doing Unplugged and doing like half a set of Meat Puppet songs uh-huh. is g- genius. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. And, and makes it, sets it so far apart from other stuff they did and other unplugged sets. Um, anyway, very interesting. So to wrap this one up, I have another question I thought of that I had forgotten I was going to ask until just now. It's one of those that's kind of going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. And you might wish I gave you more time Hit to think it. about it. Okay, here it is. We kind of already mentioned that Smells Like Teen Spirit kind of like ushered in this grunge era. Mm-hmm. I and know where you're going. What am I going to ask? Uh Smashing Pumpkins. Dude. You kind of gave away my thunder, but that's that's kind of like my own fault, right? Um, so I'm going to have to think of something else. All right? Dude, I'm, I'm sorry, not, bro. No, no, that's good. I'm glad that you know me this well. So the question I was going to ask was, imagine Smells Like teen, teen Spirit never happened. What song, you know, if... if Allison James. If life was to continue... Uh-huh. The way it did, just without Smells Like Teen Spirit. What song would have brought grunge into the forefront? And I I will say that the reason you said Smashing Pumpkins is because I have said in the past that I think Bullet with Blood, Butterfly Wings is Smells Like Teen Spirit if Smells Like Teen Spirit hadn't happened. Mm. That video was enormous. The anticipation Ooh. for that album was enormous, which I think actually hurts my argument, and I'll explain that. Um, but that song was massive. It's still, they still use it in like movies. Like you'll hear, you'll hear it in the background. You wouldn't yeah, recognize yeah. it unless you're listening to it, but they'll, it'll be like in horror movies and mm, stuff. World yeah. Vampire. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a Dude, great song. Just Hel- starting out a song saying that, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's total grunge, bro. Yeah. And his voice is perfect for that uh, kind of thing. His voice is bad. But it works mm. there. Um, what I was going to add, what I was going to say hurts my argument there is the one little caveat, the one problem with my theory is that the album was highly anticipated. And oh. this one was not. I don't think you can say Bullet with Butterfly Wings would have been Smells Like Teen Spirit because Bullet with Butterfly Wings was popular in part because of Smells Like Teen Spirit already. And Smashing Pumpkins' first, second album, Siamese Dream. So it's like, I probably shouldn't choose that one anyway. So let's choose different ones. What song besides Smells Like Teen Spirit could have brought, uh, could have brought grunge or or the Seattle scene into the forefront? So it'd have to be probably early '90s. And you can pick something off Nevermind if you oh. want. It just can't be Smells Like Teen Spirit. Smells Like Teen Spirit never happened. Mm. 
dude i would say like maybe some alice in chains man yeah like something off dirt yeah know what i mean mm-hmm. um but that that's kind of like too metal or it's i kind of agree as much I mean? as i love alice in chains i'm not sure mm-hmm. about that i think alice in chains actually benefited a lot from nirvana um well you know what <laughs> I actually thought you were maybe going to say um, like Man in the Box. Yeah. Because Man in the Box predates Nevermind, mm-hmm. which is why I wouldn't pick it. Because if, if Man in the Box was going to be that song, it would have been that song. Yeah. It came out first. So that's why I wouldn't pick Alice in Chains. Um, part of me wants to say it's Come As You Are. <laughs> Come As You Are would have done it. I don't. It's a great intro. Um, I I don't think that's what I'd choose. Um, you just need something that just rips your face off, you know, like yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, just those drums, bro. Mm-hmm. So, have you thought of any? Let's roll through some bands. All right. We've got here are our options. You got Nirvana. You could pick something off. Never mind. Allison Shane's. We've already said. Smashing Pumpkins, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. Uh, STP, man. STP, yep, they're in there for sure. Um, we might even be leaving some out. I, I feel like those are the big ones that yeah. were like 1991, 92. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those are the, the, like the Seattle-y grungy bands that ended up like doing, like making it pretty big. Um, I think I'd say Jeremy. I think. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We have never done a Pearl Jam album on here. Uh-huh. I think I've. I actually probably would have said Jeremy earlier, except that I think it's the easy answer. I don't like to do the easy answer, mm-hmm. but the reason I say that is because, like, if "Smells Like Teen Spirit" was the most popular like grunge music video of the time, Jeremy was right behind it Hmm. like second place mtv was so important at the time you had this killer music video for jeremy that i i think that would be the one yeah even though they're not similar bands really and that's what you have to consider is like the mtv portion Mm -hmm. of it like of just the launching it into the media right you know like um that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um i think plush is a little too laid back Mm -hmm. i think think that I think man I don't know dude what are we gonna do what are we gonna do today Smashing Pumpkins same time Uh you know same basic uh, point in time well dude Uh, I think you're right on the Smashing Pumpkins song yeah because it's like within that tempo it kind of gets quiet gets loud it's weird as hell kind of yeah Let's say, it, I think I'd be right if mm. you could move Bullet with Butterfly Wings onto Siamese Dream. Oh, yeah. You know, if if Bullet with Butterfly Wings happens two years earlier, mm. and I, I think I've even phrased the question that way before, if Bullet with Butterfly Wings came out before Smells Like Teen Spirit, that would be the song. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a better way to ask mm. the question. Um, anyway, so it's a fun thing to think about. You know what, people? You should tweet at us. You should Dude. tweet at us what... Do you think would have been Smells Like Teen Spirit if Smells Like Teen Spirit hadn't existed? 
Wet Bandits Band is the handle for the Instagram, the Twitters, the Facebooks. You got anything else for the people, Sam? Dude, get wet. Get wet, among other things. You know what else you need to do? You need to hashtag Richard Patrick. You need to hashtag Cuban Clay Not Gourmet. You need to hashtag two thumbs down to the ground. And you need to hashtag five high fives. Five high fives. That's right. That's what I was going to say. There it is. Get wet. Get wet. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. I got a story, a story it once was told. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Hey, yeah. Soldier.